0: And so Jesus is in ministry mode. <laughs> Remember in Herod, he didn't talk to Herod, but Jesus is looking for a way in. He's fish, fisher. He's a fisher of men. And so Jesus is on trial, but really, Pilate is on trial. Hey! <laughs> you ain't questioning me. I'm questioning you. All right, y'all. Well, listen, let's turn to uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 18, amen, Um, In verse, uh, we'll start at about, let's see, verse 33, I'll read. Um, I left my phone home. So, love, if you could set your timer for one hour and let me know when it go off. Amen. Hallelujah. Can y'all watch with me for one hour? Amen. That's all I'm asking. Amen. Just one hour and we're going to get into it. And for our live stream family, man, I heard they missed the service uh, last week. And uh, we'll try to find some little footage. I think that uh, a few people might have had some raw footage. And we'll try to uh, put something together uh, if it fits our, our excellent uh, our standard. If it don't, then we'll just kind of have to do something a little bit later. But um, we're glad to be back with y'all. Hallelujah. On the air. Amen. I don't know what happened. The lights turned out, y'all. And uh, uh, But the devil ain't getting no glory. Amen. He ain't getting no glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! He can't stop what God is doing, and uh, and so turn to to John 18, and uh, and we'll kind of get get ready to go. Hallelujah! John 18, verse 33. All right, you started my time yet, pretty? Yes, sir. All right. Oh goodness, I better get going. All right. So the Bible says in 33, it says then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again. And called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants uh, 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 would fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth, hear it, my voice. Most high God, we thank you so much for your word. And we thank you, Lord, for your spirit as well. We thank you today that spirit and truth is in the house of Philadelphia. And we pray, oh, most high God, in the name of Yahshua HaMashiach, that your presence would be in this place in a real, tangible, discernible way. That you would teach us and show us the things that were the things that are, and the things that are to be. And we pray, King, that a spirit of prophecy would be on this house this morning. We pray, Lord, that we would ruffle some feathers, that we would do some things in the earth that will burn the devil up, God. And we pray that you would cover us with your blood, that there'd be no revenge, no retaliation, uh, no hitbacks from the enemy uh, that can affect us in any way. We pray, God, that you would bind the enemy and all of his manifestations out from this service and everywhere this service is being viewed. We also pray for our online family, our church abroad. We pray, God, that you would strengthen the things that remain, O King, and allow the best days of Philadelphia to be ahead of us and not behind us. And we believe, God, that you're going to do it. We believe in multiplication, King, do it now, all over the country, all over the earth. And we promise that we'll give you the glory, the honor, and all of the praise. Now save in this place, sanctify and deliver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Whew. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mr. Chesterfield had asked me for a story last time. Amen. And I, I'm telling you, you know when you put on the spot, nothing come to your mind? Amen. So Mr. Chesterfield, I got a story for Mr. Chesterfield this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so uh, uh, some people are riding the train, all right. And uh, they were on the train and they noticed um, this 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 young man. He's like 24 years old, and uh, he's on the train, but he's acting like a like a big kid. Uh, and he looked back at his dad and he said, "Daddy, the clouds are chasing us." He's looking out the window and he's. He's he's just uh, uh, excited about the train and the clouds. He says, the clouds are chasing us. And then he turns around and everybody kind of look at him looking out the window. And they say, something wrong with this young man. And, And he says, daddy, daddy, the trees are going backwards, you know. And they're like, he too old to be acting like this. So uh, all of a sudden, one of the couples that was on the train, amen, uh, they looked at his dad and they said, listen, they said, "Uh, you're going to have to take him to the doctor. You know, he's not not normal. He's not acting like uh, his age. You might have to take him to the doctor. And the dad said in response, he said, said, wow, he said, that's something else. He said, we just coming back from the doctor. All right. And they say, what? He he said, yeah. He said, you see, my son was born blind. All right. And we went to the doctor today, and the doctor restored his sight. So, this is his first time seeing clouds and seeing trees. All right? All right? The moral of the story is be careful who you talk about. <laughs> and be careful what you say. Don't judge things based on first appearances, because things may be different than what they seem. Come on, give y'all some praise. Amen. <laughs> hallelujah. They may be different than they seem. Amen. And so hallelujah. So we pick up this morning in the book of John and we're looking at chapter 18. Amen. And we've been we've been talking about the trial of our Messiah, Yeshua. All right. We went through and we talked about the illegalities of the trial, all the things that went wrong uh, judicially, uh, legally. It was a kangaroo court. It was a sham. Amen. And then we come to a place where uh, they bring Jesus after his Hebrew trial, his Jewish trial. They bring him to the Gentiles. And so that's where we are. We're actually talking about uh, his trial before Pilate. And if you remember, uh, we went to Pilate's judgment hall and we got involved, amen, in the historical context of who Pilate was, that he actually existed. Uh, we saw our coins. We looked at the ancient literature. Amen. We saw that not only was Jesus a real historical figure, but Pilate was as well. We talked about Pilate's history with the Hebrews, how they didn't actually get along because Pilate, his character was not one, amen, that was soft, that was, that was, that was uh, uh, sugary, that was sweet. No, Pilate was a rough man. And when he was supposed to respect our customs and our traditions and not bring any images into our cities, Pilate did the exact opposite. And instead of bringing peace, in Jerusalem, peace in Judea, it was a lot of confusion. It was so much confusion until Rome itself issued out letters to Pilate and said, look, you got to just allow this place to be at peace, us to get our taxes. If you can't do that, we might have to find somebody else. All right. And that's Pilate history with our people. And based on that history, we looked at Amen the context of scripture And so it was at that point that the Hebrews was bringing Jesus to Pilate early in the morning, getting that man out of his bed. And he like, oh, Lord, here comes trouble. All right. And Pilate, hallelujah, can't even sit in the judgment hall because remember, the Hebrews was so hypocritical. They couldn't come in Pilate's house. And we talked about that last time when we talked about holy hypocrisy. How they were so concerned about being ceremonially clean that they missed the fact that they was murdering an innocent man. And not just any man, but the man of God, the God man, the best man, the Messiah, God incarnate, was the one that they was murdering. And they was worried about religiously being ceremonially clean. We unpacked that and we saw that actually, this was a tradition. It was something that was not even codified in the Old Testament. It wasn't even in there that we couldn't go in Gentile houses. They took their tradition and exalted it over truth. And wound up looking at it and worshiping it so much, the traditions of men, that they forgot the commandment that say, thou shalt not kill. And that's what Jesus was saying. He said, you make the commandment of God of none effect, huh? taking for for, for commandment, for, for word, the traditions of men. And so we talked about holy hypocrisy last time. And this word, this phrase, holy hypocrisy, wouldn't let me go. Because there's hypocrisy all over the world, and hypocrisy all over the place. And as we continue this series, I think, That hallelujah, you know how we used to do the Hebrew nugget, amen? We're going to do holy hypocrisy. And when I come up, amen, I may give you a hypocrisy moment, amen? Well, we talk about hypocrisy, amen, in some particular fashion. It may be in the church. It may be in our people. It may be in America. It may be in the world. We're going to talk about every once in a while, holy hypocrisy. So I got one for you this morning, amen? i bring it to you live, amen, on behalf of me and First Lady. It's something that we've been talking about all week, amen, in our home. Just an example of holy hypocrisy, and it's in America, all right? Uh, uh, in the 1980s, all right, America was prosecuting drug crime strictly in the black community, all right? They began what was called the war on drugs, all right? And under Reagan and some of the other uh, 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 Republican governments, amen, but it don't matter, Republican or Democrat, they both was after our heads, all right? Uh, They were giving us uh, 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 legislation uh, all over the country, uh, three strikes you out. When they found a drug dealer selling drugs three times, they would put them away for life, all right? Now, they got people killing people who only getting five years, six years, ten years. huh? Hallelujah. I'm going to be petty for a little while. It's a holy hypocrisy moment. Amen. All right. Uh, they were putting us uh, in jail uh, uh, in the 1980s. But what is the hypocritical thing about that? The hypocritical thing about that is, is that the drugs was actually coming from them. All right. All right. <laughs> I got a few pics, amen, if the sambu can help me out to verify, you can go back and and look it up, amen. But but it's common knowledge that the CIA in the 1980s, and even before that, was putting drugs in the black community. Uh, This is, hallelujah, uh, one of our black legislators, amen, Maxine Waters, amen, at a hearing uh, before Congress, amen, uh, talking about the allegations of the CIA and drug trafficking. Amen. Uh, This all took place uh, under the title, uh, the Iran-Contra affair. Amen. Because the United States wanted to pay some things that they didn't have money for. Amen. Uh, So they began to uh, sell drugs on the streets of L.A. Amen. And around our country. All right. Pastor, what is this? This is holy hypocrisy. You can't do a war on drugs if you're the one putting the drugs in our communities. All right. So to America, as they give all our money to Ukraine, I say we need reparations. All right. And not just reparations for slavery. Huh. And Jim Crow and lynchings and K.K.K., but reparations for the infusion of crack cocaine into our projects, into our streets. And I call upon our people to revisit this issue that Maxine Waters and Senator John Kerry originally brought to our Congress. We need to research this again. We need people, hallelujah, that's willing to go to school and become experts, amen, like First Lady, doctors, In the field, amen, of what the CIA did to our people, all right? And we need to quantitate, amen, how many of our kids died because of drugs in America, because of gang violence, because of territorial disputes. You can't sell on my corner, you can't sell in my neighborhood. How many families were broken up? Because our people went to prison for the drugs they put in our streets. Listen, we need to quantify this. We need to quantify, amen, all the home invasions, all the robbing and jacking and killing. We need to quantify, amen, all of the people, amen, who, who, who got, who overdosed, mm, who couldn't raise their children. All the single mamas and single fathers and all the babies that was born addicted, amen, to drugs. We need to quantify all of that. They don't want to talk about all that. You know, when you done did so much wrong, you don't want it even brought up? Amen. But we're going to bring up holy hypocrisy in this place. Why would you ever fix your face to say, just say no, when you're the one selling the product? You see? You see, why would you ever act like I don't know what's wrong with the black community? I don't know what's wrong with their schools. They just don't get it. They just can't learn. Wow. They just can't prosper. When we look at our history in the early 1900s, hallelujah, and, 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 uh, 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 and Greenwood, Black Wall Street, when we was prospering more than the other, other parts of the nation until we were, hallelujah, invaded and influenced by foreign substances grown down south. huh? Nicaragua, huh? But I got a word for holy hypocrisy this morning. The word is God don't sleep. God don't sleep. God don't sleep. And whatever you sow, you gonna what? You gonna reap. And just like we couldn't stop you from bringing drugs into our neighborhood, now you can't stop the Chinese from bringing drugs into yours. Just like the 80s was filled with this drug and that drug, amen, the 2000s and 2020s, fentanyl is taking over. Amen. Be careful of holy hypocrisy. You're going to always get what you gave. Come on, give y'all some praise, amen. <laughs> 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 and that was your holy hypocrisy moment, amen. We'll be sure to offend every race of men in this place. I have something for black people next week. Because we have played the holy hypocrite as well. All right, come on, give y'all some praise, amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so we've been talking about, amen, like I say, Pilate's uh, uh, trial of Jesus. And uh, if if y'all can put up our roadmap, amen, Brent, if you have that, I know that I kind of text you a little bit late, but if you have that, amen, just the points from last week, where we were going and what we were doing, amen, amen, We've been talking about Hallelujah Pilate's Hall of Judgment. We talked about holy hypocrisy last time. And uh, we're going to cover point three, actually, of this series, uh, which is the king of the Jews. Say that with me. The king of the Jews. Amen. And uh, and so we're going to cover that in verses 33 all the way down to about 37 or 38. All right. Just remember while we cover this, that the Jewish leaders uh, could not go into Pilate's home because of tradition. So Pilate calls Jesus back in verse 33, and he calls Jesus alone uh, into the judgment hall. And he asks Yahshua, our Messiah, he asks him a very important question. He said, are you the king of the Jews? Are you the king of the Jews? And boy, I wish I was in that room when he asked that question. I wish we were all in that room when he asked that question. I wish, amen, that the Hebrews all over America and all over the world would just answer that question, hallelujah, for uh, uh, history. Because when they asked us that question before, when he was on that platform, amen, we answered it wrong. We said we have no king but Caesar, all right? But I guarantee you in 2023, we would answer that question differently. All right. And I just want to give a moment for us and for all those that's watching. I just want to ask the question so that God can hear, so that heaven can hear, so that the earth can hear, that the waters and all the animals and birds on this planet, on on this flat earth, that they can hear. I'm going to ask the question. All right. Hallelujah. Pilate asked Jesus. And y'all answer me now. Pilate asked Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? What will we say? Yes. Come on, give y'all some praise. Amen. Come on, give him some praise. Yes, he is the king of the Jews. He is our king. Amen. And so, uh, Paul asks that beautiful question, man. Amen. And, and we'll see in a second that, that this question, uh, Deacon Carl, is a very tricky question. Because, it can go either way, the way Jesus are answered. It could be life or death. And so it's a very tricky question. And we're going to watch Yahshua, amen, with his brilliance, his brilliance, just brilliant legal mind, amen, as he would, as he would tie him up uh, time after time. Give unto Caesar was Caesar's, but give unto God was God. He would tie him up all the time with wisdom that was above, amen, our earthly plane. And so this was a tricky question, but Jesus is going to do a great job with that. Amen. First, we need to recognize and understand that, that Jesus had just been convicted of blasphemy in the Hebrew courts. He had just been convicted of blasphemy in the Hebrew courts. In Matthew 26, 65, it says, Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He had spoken what? Blasphemy. What further need have we Witnesses. Behold, now ye have heard his blasphemy. What think ye? They answered, he is guilty of death. And so that's his charge in the Hebrew courts, blasphemy, all right? When he gets to the Roman court, we're going to see that the charge changes Deacon John. The charge changes, which is another Unfortunate, illegal thing. Baby, if I'm guilty of one thing, amen, don't change the charge when we get before Pilate. All right? But the problem is, amen, they had to charge Jesus with a whole new charge because the Roman court would never kill Jesus for blasphemy of Hebrew law. All right? Let's break it down now. Let's break it down. The Roman law didn't care about Uh, Jewish and Hebrew law. They didn't care that Jesus was healing on the Sabbath. They would have never killed him for that. They wouldn't execute him for that. They didn't even care what the false witnesses said. Destroy this temple and I'll raise it up in three days. The Roman courts didn't care about him destroying some Hebrew temple. All right. The Roman law didn't even care if Yahshua claimed to be, as was right, the son of God. Yeah, Who cares? That'd be like in America, we executing somebody because they say they the son of God. Nah, they put you in vermilion somewhere. They put you in a padded room somewhere. But they ain't going to kill you for that. So the Hebrews was in a tight spot. They had to bring him before Pilate to be executed, but they knew that Pilate would never execute him for blasphemy. So what did they do? They changed the charge. They brought a whole new charge of treason against Yahshua. A charge of treason, amen, hallelujah, that would show Rome that Yahshua was claiming to be a king with a whole new kingdom. That's why Apollo, his first question, are you the king of the Jews? See, because one thing Rome, they didn't care about none of these tradition and, and, and religious questions. But Rome really cared about competing kingdoms. They compared. They, they cared about uh, uh, competing kings and kingdoms. See, Rome knew our history too well. Can I tell you that Rome knows our history better than us? <laughs> oh, you hearing me up in here, all right? Because the Romans stood right by, huh, when our Nation rose up against the Seleucid kingdom, all right? The Seleucid empire. During the book of the Maccabees, huh? hallelujah, when uh, Judah, Maccabee, and his brothers rebelled against the Seleucid kingdom, Rome was watching all that. And Rome knew the cost of our people having good leadership. You give good leadership to other people, but you better not give good leadership to the Hebrews. The Seleucid kingdom was brought to its knees by the little Hebrew nation through the power of God. And Rome said, listen, they can do what they want with their traditions and their, and their laws, but if them Hebrews get a king, if them Hebrews get a leader, woo, we can be in danger because if they get a leader that love God, if they get a leader that the people going to rally around, woo, ain't nothing going to be impossible ha, for these Hebrews. So Pilate said, are oh, you the king of the Jews? Because if you are, we're going to have a problem. All right. If you are, we're going to have a problem. All right. I just want to tell you a little nugget, amen, of of history, man, I believe personally that all the races of men have been given by God leaders to help them out, all right? All the races of men have been given kings and queens and prophets and prophetess and priests. All the races of men is the way that God, hallelujah, blesses the races of men. To not just be led by anybody, but God will give birth to leaders. That's going to have a heart for their people. That's going to look out for their people. That's going to want to see their people arise, achieve, and not be low, but actually maximize their potential. God does that. And it's not just in the Hebrew race. God does that in all the races of men. God has anointed and appointed white leaders. Huh? Latino leaders. Chinese leaders. Huh? Uh, and, and guess what? Yes, there are even Hebrew black leaders that God has anointed and appointed from birth to lead the nations of men. All right? To lead the nations of men. What we find here in our current time is that the wicked world under the power of Satan, Lucifer, the fallen angel, under the management and administration of the Ashkenazi, fake Hebrews, that they have developed a plan to identify and destroy the leaders that God gives to the various nations. When you study history and politics, you will see in every nation, Leaders arise that's going to bring the people out the gutter. But when they get too big for themselves, you'll see another hand come through and smash, slander, ridicule, spread rumors, gossip, false, false things, false, false news, amen, fake news, amen. And then if that don't work, ultimately kill these leaders to keep the nations of the world But boy, what would happen if the real national leaders would rise up? What would happen if the real national leaders would rise up and actually work together? Leaders that care about their people, all right? See, some of y'all look at white leaders that care about white people and y'all mad at them. No, they're supposed to care about their people, Just like your leader's supposed to care about you. Just because I care about my people don't mean I hate your people. I just was anointed and born to raise up mine. Now you raise up yours, and when we both get up, then we can take care of something. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? All right, but the world ain't got to that place yet. But the Ashkenazis, they have been known to, to put down the leaders of the different nations, the different races. And it happens all over the world. You study Central American history and South American history? Is one Latino leader after the next, raising up in Nicaragua, raising up in Honduras, raising up in Mexico, amen? They quickly put them down, then they build statues to celebrate them. All right? And they do it in our community as well. Pastor, how you know that? Well, all we got to do is go back to the protocols of the learned elders of Zion. You say, Pastor, what does it have to do with Jesus? Well, we about to watch them put down our king. We about to watch them put down our king. And you tell me, Pastor, they would never put down world leaders. They put down the Messiah, man. They would never put down the, the king of the different nationalities. They put down the king of kings yeah. who would come from our tribe. The Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion, a document written in the early 1900s that you could go buy the book if you could find it online. <laughs> Protocol number three, the people under our guidance have annihilated the aristocracy who were their one and only defense. Where the word aristocracy means the, the higher class of people, the more educated, intellectual, the wealthy among the nations. Because God, he not only raised up leaders, but they'd be people that's industrious, intellectual. They could see things that the people can't see. It's the best of a nation. All right? But look what the, what, look what the protocols tell that what, what, what the, fake, the fakers do. The people under our guidance have annihilated the aristocracy. What does that mean? They're going to use their own people to destroy their own yes. leaders. Yes. 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 Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Yes. Pastor, how can you say that? Well, they put down our king. But how do they do it? They use us. <laughs> can we break it down and, and show Bible... In history? Huh? What do you think happened to Malcolm X? Study the death module of the king. Come on now. You're gonna find that it was some of us that were behind the scenes moving things around to get us killed. Are you following me here? It ain't just our race. Also the famous uh, white leaders as well. They've been doing this. Uh, a protocol written in, in 1919 explains that they not only did this in France and Germany, but they did it in Russia. This protocol was found on a, on a dead Ashkenazi. It was printed in a Russian newspaper. Russia always, they've been knowing this. It printed in a Russian newspaper in 1920. When you study your date in 1920, this was during the Russian Civil War. Huh? which was not too long after we had our civil war. Huh? They call it the Bolshevik Revolution. Uh, it's the revolution in which they killed the Russian royal family, the Romanovs, amen. And when they killed the Roman imperial uh, family, amen, uh, Russia didn't have a chance, amen. But in this article, this, this, this article in the Russian newspaper, look what they say the uh, uh, fake Hebrews do. They say, be cautious. And silent, we ought to have no mercy for our enemy. We must make an end of the best and leading elements of the Russian peoples so that a vanquished Russia may not find any leader. You see the mode of aparende? Kill the leaders. Smite the shepherds that the sheep might and the problem in the black community is, we've been helping them the whole time. Yes. Yes. Every time a leader arrives, the first bit of bad news that, that, that come out, we say, I knew it. I knew it. Huh? Huh? And how do they do it? One way, the protocols say they do it protocol number two. They do it through the press, through the media. Pat, what's the press? When I iron my clothes? No. The press is the news. The movies, the TV, all right? Protocol number two, through the press, we have gained power to influence while remaining ourselves in the shade. Yes. 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 Help us. We're gonna slander and talk about your leaders, but you, you won't know where it come from. All you know, you don't trust that Negro. I'm trying, I'm trying Deacon, I'm trying. Trying to show you. They've been killing kings. They've been killing kings. Art thou a king, they've been killing kings. And when they put bad news about our leaders, we're so quick to believe it. All right? It's a spirit not of homicide, not just homicide among us, it's a spirit of regicide. The killing of everything that's regal. Regicide. Everything that's greater than us, everything that's meant to lead us, regicide. Everything that God sent to help us, we kill. And it's the reason why we can't get up. Because the people sent to get us up, we destroy. You know. Come on, somebody. And so I want you to check out what they're doing to the white leaders right now. You know... Uh, Elon Musk, and a lot of people don't like him, but, but, but remember, 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 hallelujah, uh, uh, remember, we can't get mad because he loves his race. He white. And who he's supposed to love? And it ain't that he, he hate us, he just looking out for his. I can't judge the man when I'm doing the same thing. What is he? He a king. Yes, he is. Intellectual, yes. born by God with, with great gifts, meant to lead his people. Yes. Yes. And he not only can lead his people, but he can see who's trying to destroy his people. Because that's what God's going to give to the leaders. They're going to always be able to see what's really going on. That's why they say we're going to destroy the aristocracy, who is their only defense. It's those leaders, uh-huh. amen, that's on the same wavelength with their leaders yes. and can see what they're really doing, yes. Yes. all right? So they're on Elon right now. they on Elon for a tweet, all right? What did Elon tweet? He tweeted, you have said the actual truth. That's what Elon takes. That's all he said. Because he said that, I think, anyway, because of all the companies that's pulling ass from him, he done lost somewhere around $200 billion, $200 billion? Trying to kill him. They're trying to crucify him. But you got to see it for what it really is. They've been in the king killing business. Because they don't want the nations to have leadership. They want the only leadership in the world to be them. Well, what did Elon uh, talk about? Somebody had tweeted... On his platform, he owned the platform. That's his platform. And I thought we had freedom of speech. I thought we could say what we want to say. So somebody had posted on his platform. uh, Bring me the one that's before that. It actually says who controlled the the news. All right. They posted that. All right. Y'all can read that, huh? I ain't going to say it, but y'all can read that, huh? All right? Somebody posted that. Now, Elon, the money he have, the power he have, and the positions in the rooms that he walk in, he posted this after that. Go ahead, put that up. Y'all read that for me. That ball, he just corroborated what we've been talking about <laughs> for some six years. Anybody hear me up in here? He said, nah, they do. CNN, Fox, they on all that. NBC, ABC, they on all that. Everything that you watch and you believe it is true. It's what them people put now. All right? All right? Through the press, we have gained power to influence while remaining ourselves in the shade. Hmm? Not only what they're doing to Elon, all right? We ain't going to talk about Kanye. They, ooh, they murder Kanye. All right? But look what they're doing to the universities. Now, the universities, amen, are coming out and saying that the war in Palestine is, is wrong. All right? Because them people ain't got nothing but slingshots. <laughs> and y'all rolling in tanks and dropping bombs from helicopters. And, and then, it's just, listen, it's, um, it, it's not fair. They're too small. It's like somebody abusing a child. They have no means to defend themselves. And they dying by the what? By the thousands. And it just ain't right. How can we come through and the same people who were saying that Russia was wrong. Going to come through and see the same thing in Israel and say Israel is right. That, my friend, is holy hypocrisy. All right. All right. And it's just really not understanding history and the atrocities that the Palestinian people have experienced over these decades. Now some of y'all have been watching the news so long, you got your Israeli shirt under your dress shirt right now. You're wearing a Star of David when the Bible never said David had a star. <laughs> there was no Star of David. You better go research where they got that from. That's the Rothschild right child seal. That's what you're wearing. A hexagon of three triangles. <laughs> and when you break them three triangles down and the way they look, you're going to get six, six, six. Oh, you better watch what you're wearing. <laughs> That's too much for some of y'all. Y'all go back and watch CNN. This too much. This too deep. They said through the press, we're going to influence people while remaining in the shade. Now the universities used to be able to protest. We would allow the university kids to protest. We would allow them to, to, to look at our societal wrongs and evil and because of them being the youth that's gonna be the leaders in the future, They had the right to engage in political debate and free thought and free speech. And that was allowed on our universities. Back in the days during the Vietnam War, some, amen, remember, the universities was hotbeds of of protest. I've got some pictures for y'all. Amen. They was out there protesting the Vietnam War. Come on, keep on flowing. Amen. They was out there saying, listen, we're going to stop airports up. We go, listen, they was out there, amen. Uh, go ahead, keep on going. They was out there at, at the universities, they, Woodstock. That was all about, listen, we want war, amen. And we don't, we, we don't want war, we want peace. Yes. Yes. We allowed the universities to, to protest the Vietnam War. But today, the universities can't protest what's going on with Israel and Palestine, no. They talk about taking funding they're talking about blackballing them students, write down their names so they can't get jobs when they're adults. So I'm a protest something. I thought I had freedom of speech. I thought when I saw evil, I can voice my concerns unless you're telling me I don't have freedom of speech. Unless I don't have the freedom of thought. Unless everybody that's intellectual and can see the wrong y'all doing don't have the right to stand up and say y'all need to stop that. Don't you see what's going on? What's happened is is that the nations have lost their kings and queens and prophets. And as far as America is concerned, Baby, you done lost your whole country. You don't even own the country no more. You only doing what them people tell you to do. Let's go back to Jesus and Pilate. Come on now, you, you know how I'm coming, all right? We we're gonna, we're gonna tell you what's going on in the news and what's going on in the, in the modern day. I'm just not going to let you be persuaded by wicked forces. Thank you. Hallelujah. And listen, and while you out there on the net, listen, don't believe every conspiracy theory. Because what I'm finding is, is that, hallelujah, when the the gates of truth open up and spill it off into the internet, about us being the people, about the different controversies. What well, the powers that be did, they spilled off fake news into the Internet, too. We got, we got the true conspiracies, but we got the false conspiracies now that's flooding the Internet. Don't make them, don't allow them to make you look crazy. You, you understand what I'm saying? So don't believe everything you read and everything you see. Always corroborate it with history. You see something, now go back. Open up some books. Go back and read your Bible. Go back and look at it with discernment. Because it's not everything that's on that is true right now. For every attack, there's a counterattack. And since truth then attacked the devil, his counterattack is to flood it with lies. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right? And so, so be careful out there. Amen. Be careful out there. And so before I bring anything to you, I ain't just bringing nothing crazy to you. Everything that you, I'm talking about with the CIA, listen, this, listen, this is common knowledge right now. They're writing books about that. I can, give you, I can give you a plethora of different titles of how they flood our neighborhoods with cocaine. You understand what I'm saying? I can give you historical examples how they've been killing our kings while I'm giving you the greatest biblical example there is. Then I show you the protocols on top of that. So what did I do? I went biblical, historical, and their own literature showing you that they've been killing leaders. You see? Let's go back to Jesus and Pilate. Verse 33, then Pilate entered the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Are you the king? Because it's the only thing we're going to have a problem with in, in, in Rome. Are you the king? Huh? Huh? I'll tell you, amen. He, he was and is and always will be the king of the <laughs> Hebrews, of the Jews. Amen. And like I say, hallelujah, not just the king of the Hebrews, the Jews, but he is the king of kings. Now, every nation given kings, and then God put a king over all those kings. <laughs> and that's Yeshua, the one that the kings gonna cast their crowns at his feet. All right? All right? Hallelujah. Only problem is, hallelujah, just like this, king, we, we don't really honor our kings. Look at Matthew 23, 34. Jesus told them, boys, he said, Wherefore, behold, I send you prophets, wise men, scribes. I'm sending you great people. They come from him. Yes, and Jesus telling the Hebrews specifically, And some of them you shall kill, crucify. And some of them you will scourge. That's whip with the cat of nine tails tells In your synagogues, in your churches, you're going to do it. And you're going to persecute them from city to city. Only break they're going to have from you is to leave. I'm starting to think that the only way you could be a real prophet is if I see persecution in your life. That's how how consistent persecution is with being chosen by God. This scripture right here in Matthew 5, 11 has been so much of comfort to me. It says, Blessed are you when men shall revile you. They hate you and talk about you. Uh-huh. They persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you. Watch this. Falsely. Because some of y'all be, yeah, 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 but that's that, that's true, but but. But they're not perfect. No, 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 no. It's not that they're not perfect. They're saying evil falsely. (laughs) Like it ain't even true. You see, you done lost the first round of debate. You believe their argument. Don't lose the first round of debate. Even their argument ain't true. The evil they're saying is false. They say all manner of evil against you, what? Falsely. And whose sake is for? For my sake, sake. Yahshua. Because if you wasn't serving God, they wouldn't be talking about you. If you wasn't giving the devil hell, they wouldn't be talking about you. you tearing the devil's kingdom up, and that's why they talk about you like they talk about you. You stop showing the devil next move. You stop preaching who the people, you stop preaching Jesus. And I guarantee you, they stop talking about you. That scripture is a comfort to me and I pray it's a comfort to you. All right. They only hate us because we love him. And the more you love him and the more you serve him, that's the more they are going to come after you. Amen. Amen. But rest assured and feel you know, uh, encouraged, you're in good company. He yes. tells us in his word, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. It's only proof positive that you are a prophetess. That you are a prophet. The way they come after you. Uh, it testifies of your prophetic lineage and heritage. See it is my opinion that there can be no real profit without real persecution. <laughs> so Pilate asks, "Are you the king of the Jews?" Let's talk about what Jesus said. 34 Jesus answered, "Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me?" All right. Jesus is looking to minister to Pilate. Yes. We already got to the end. We see that Jesus wins and Pilate gets saved. Yes. But this is the beginning of that encounter. And so Jesus is in ministry mode. <laughs> yes, Remember in Herod, he didn't talk to Herod. Nope. But Jesus is looking for a way in. He's fishing. He's a fisher of men. Amen. And so Jesus is on trial. Amen. Hallelujah. But really, Pilate is on trial. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> Hey God, you ain't questioning me. I'm questioning you. Are you the king of the Jews? He said, Hold on. Who's asking? You saying this to yourself, or you saying this because other people told you? You saying this because you want a personal relationship with me? You looking for a savior? You looking to get your sins forgiven? Hey! <laughs> Who's asking? Is Pontius asking, or is Judge Pilate asking? Is this something personal, or is this you being a judge trying to catch me on trees? Yeah. Say, is this of yourself, or is somebody else talking? <laughs> Yahshua sure know how to talk to your soul. When you're in his presence, amen, he ain't talking just your mind. He ain't talking about, he ain't talking to your education. He ain't talking to your position. He talking to your soul. (laughs) Come on, Deacon. I'm trying to tell you, minister, listen. He said, who asking this question? Huh? And Pilate, you know, Pilate hard, he a hard man. He back up. He back up. All right. Because Jesus is in his heart. You know, Jesus knows what we all need. Yes. And he knows when we need it. Yes. We don't even know what Pilate's going through in his life right now. You know, when Jesus talks to us, it's always a word in, in due season. It's right what we need when we need it. <laughs> yeah. Anybody ever got a rhema a word from the most high? Right, what we need when we need it. So he touched Pilate deep right here. And Pilate put on his man suit, you know what I'm saying? I'm not asking for myself, he's saying to himself. This ain't personal. And so in 35, Pilate answered, am I a Jew? You kind of get sassy. You know, you know when, when you hit somebody in the heart. Huh? So he goes into defense mode. Am I a Jew? Huh? But what Pilate would come to learn later Is that Yahshua just didn't come to save the Jews. All right. All right. He entered the world for us. But because our rejection of him, John 317 says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so what Pilate would come to realize later, am I a Jew? You don't have to be a Hebrew or a Jew to accept this king of kings and lord of laws. You see what I'm saying? John 129, John the Baptist would later say, he said, Jesus coming up to him, said." Uh, the next day, John see Jesus come up to him and said, behold, the Lamb of God, which taken away the sin of what? Of the world. Not just of the Hebrews, not just of a certain race. He died for everybody. Pilate? Don't you come and ask him, I a Jew, like, like to say I, you can only be my king. Oh no. Oh no. First John 2, 2. And he is the propitiation, the satisfaction, the atoning sacrifice. The one whose blood pays for our sins, John says. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Thank you, Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every race, every nationality, everything. And that's why I get, I get a little perturbed that our brothers in the camps yeah. that find out that we're Hebrews and, and go on this Internet and begin to believe the trash that's being put right alongside the truth. You got to be able to eat the meat and spit out the bones. And if you can't eat the meat and spit out the bones because you're too young, then you better let somebody chew that for you and put it in your mouth because you ain't ready. You're going to choke on this. Well, some of the trash that's out there running alongside the truth has been telling our people, amen, that the Gentiles and the other races can't be saved. They don't know their Bible. How you could say that and actually read your Bible. You ain't reading your Bible. Cuz our Bible say in Romans 1:16, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to who? To everyone that believes. It don't matter what race you are, what color your skin is, what language you speak." He is not only the king of the Jews, he is the king of all men, of of all men, of all God's creation. And he'll save every single one, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Our only requirement for salvation, as Polly would come to know later, as he could say, say, am I a Jew? You ain't got to be a Jew, Polly. Our only requirement to be saved with this great work of salvation that he provided for us on the cross of Calvary. Our only work that we got to do, which is not a work at all, is to believe. All right? It's to believe. We got to receive it by faith. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Oh, hallelujah, he touched Pilate deep. Yeah. Am I, a Jew? No, Pilate, you don't have to be. And then Pilate, you know, when you hit get hit, he hit back. He said, Your own people done delivered you. And that's right. We did. But it ain't how you start, it's how you finish. Yeah. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Pilate goes back, Amen. Uh, uh in 35, we get back to 35, Pilate, Pilate gets back. He said, listen, man. He said, listen, you, listen, you trying to minister to me, man. You know, go, go to 35. Pilate at the end of that verse, he said, what hast thou done? Let's get back to it. What have you done, man? What you did? Why don't people got you in my court, man? All right, let's get Pilate like, come on, man. All that ministering, witnessing, gospel trying to get me saved. All right, what have you done, man? All right, all right. So Jesus in verse 36, man, he, he in a quandary. What that what? Oh no, babe. Alright, alright. So Jesus. Wait. Oh Jesus. Come on, babe, set me for 10 minutes. Set me for 10 minutes. So so Jesus, I'm having so much fun up here, man. What I'm yeah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So Jesus, Jesus said, man, he said, okay, all right. Jesus said, man, he asked me what I did. It's a tricky question. I'm trying to witness. I'm trying to. Yeah, so, okay. Jesus said, I'm going to handle both at one time. Because you know that God can say two things with one sentence. <laughs> That's just how he is. That's just how he is. All right. So, so Jesus he said, you know, he said, are oh, you a king? All right. What have you done? 36. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not. Of this world. Y'all listen y'all. The, the, the legal genius. Of the mind of Christ. is just. It's, it's beautiful to behold. Alright. It's beautiful to behold. When he says my kingdom. What he's answering is. I am a king. Yes, am. <laughs> I'm not only a king. But I have a what? A kingdom. I have a realm. I have a jurisdiction, a venue that I reign over. Oh, God. All right. I am a king. But to handle this treason charge that Rome is trying to bring against me through the through the Pharisees and Sadducees. He deals with that with the defense of I am a king. I have a kingdom, but my kingdom is not of this world. Hey, Meaning if Rome is looking for a physical threat, a competing kingdom. I'm not it. All right? I am a king. I have a kingdom, but my kingdom is not of this world. I'm, Are you hear what I'm saying? I am not a physical threat through the reign of the, of the, of the for the reign of Rome, all right, at this moment. You see the genius? Come on, somebody got to appreciate that with me. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. And I got to get to the end. He said, but now my kingdom is not from hence; It's not here now. But it's coming. But it's coming. And when it come back, whoo, that's going to be a different story altogether. We pray that almost all the time. And as kids, we pray it every night. Thy kingdom Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Woo! My kingdom is not of this world. It's in a different dimension. And it's in a different place. You can't even see it. It's spiritual. You on earth. My kingdom is in heaven. Oh, God. Oh, God. Ooh, God Polly must have been like, who are you, Bob? What in the world are you doing with this legal gymnastics you're doing in my brain? <laughs> my kingdom is not his world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight. Come on. And I could just have that scripture tattooed on my chest. Because I want to corroborate and confirm that if I would have seen them touch my Savior, Miss Leola, baby, we would have, it would have been on up in here. Anybody else would have fought for Christ? Anybody else? Look, LaShawn even said, oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, baby, don't get the prim and proper mixed up. We up in here. Come on, Isaac, testify. Hallelujah. Jesus was saying, if my kingdom was like right now, like, he said, oh no, Oh no, Miss Glow, oh no, we would, we would have fought. We would have fought. We would have burned Rome down. <laughs> Burn it down. Oh my God, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. And so this, this awesome answer he gave about the spiritual kingdom. And just because the kingdom is spiritual, don't mean that it's not real. In actuality, the spiritual kingdom is realer than the physical one. The physical things are just manifestations of the spiritual things which are first. Anybody hear me up in here? And nothing can happen in the physical unless it happens first in the spiritual. That's why he says, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Yeah, you hearing what I'm saying here? Because it'll never be bound on earth unless it's bound in hell. Hey, God have mercy. That's why we pray first. That's why we act first. That's why the decrees from heaven are first. Heaven always goes before yes. earth. Yes. So just because he says kingdom is spiritual, don't you think that that spiritual is not real? It's the spiritual things that's most important. Because after all the physical is gone, what will remain is the spiritual. <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah, Jesus said, yeah, I have a kingdom, and I am a king, my kingdom is just not of this world yet, all right? The problem was, was that the prophets of old, amen, couldn't really see that Yahshua was going to make two trips to earth, all right? A lot of the times, and I have a picture to illustrate, amen, prophets look at things from a distance. Alright? We can see things, God will show us things, but it's from a distance. And when you see things from a distance, sometimes your timing can be off. Yes. Alright? It's kind of like you looking at a mountain range. And you see two mountains from far, and when you look at it from far, it looked like they're close. But you ever looked at something that looked close, and you say, Oh, we just gonna walk. Yeah. <laughs> We just gonna walk. That happened to us, like in D.C. We just gonna walk to the Washington Monument. We just gonna walk. That ain't fall. <laughs> Two hours later, God have mercy. What in the world did we do? Our perspective, where we were watching from, yes. Yes. amen, hallelujah, uh, deceived us into thinking that things were closer together than they actually appeared. And so as the prophets was looking at the first advent of Christ, they did two things wrong. They they didn't see that, hallelujah, the prophecy was actually describing two separate events. First the suffering, then the rain. All right? First the lamb, then the lion. And so they thought it was one event. They thought he was actually coming the first time to destroy Rome and the, the kingdoms of men off top. All right. But but as you look at prophecy, amen, you got to look at it. Hallelujah. Knowing that you're looking at things from a distance. All right. And so they got that confused with Christ. All right. His first trip was a trip of salvation, y'all, of deliverance. He came to save the lost on the first trip. But let me tell you something right now. It ain't going to be like that on the second trip. All right. All right. The first trip was when the actual hard work was done. All right. Um, It seemed like men and Satan forgot the real issue that God was concerned about. You see, God had never forgotten the fall in the garden. He had never forgotten sin. And sin was the issue that he would come to remedy. I will fall from grace and relationship with him was what he would come to fix. He wouldn't worry about the little kingdoms of men. They come and go wrong. The United States, Babylon, Assyria, those things come and go. And yes, they have demonic power under them, undergirding them, but they come and go. The real issue was not the kingdoms of men. The real issue was the hearts of men. All right? And so God had to come and get us saved and get us forgiven and get us ready to be able to receive a heavenly kingdom. All right. If he would have never fixed our hearts. Amen. All of us would have been on the wrong side in the final battle. (laughs) Are you hearing what I'm saying? So Jesus came. Amen. And his kingdom was spiritual. To fix the spiritual problem that we had. Okay, first lady, how are we looking? How are we looking? Good. All right, hallelujah. Five minutes, okay. 37. Pilate therefore said unto him, art thou a king then? Mm-hmm. Jesus answered, thou sayest that I am a king. And I think this is a little uh, hip talk. It's like, you know, like, you know, you know, when we talk, you said it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what Jesus said. He said, are you a king? You said it. That's what Jesus said. You said it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah, yeah, huh, bruh? You know? Yeah. He said, thou says that I'm a king. You said it. He says, to this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world. He said, yeah, I'm a king. I am a king. I was born a king. I came into the world a king. And we know that because the wise men came, amen, and they came to see the king of the Jews, of the Hebrews, amen. Hallelujah. He was born a king. He didn't become a king. He was always that. That made me think about the kings in here. Make me think about the queens in here. The prophets in here. That this world system got you doing things, amen, to destroy the kingdom, amen, that you was raised up to reign in. You know? You're better than what you're doing. You're better than how you're living. You was born a leader, but you got to lead them for God. You know what I'm Jesus, Jesus said you were born for this. You was born for this. He said, I was born for this. And he tells him, amen, not only what he's born for, but, but his mission. That I should bear witness unto the truth. My God, my God, my God. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. And we see him, amen, just breaking Pilate's walls down. He is putting on an evangelism course 101 right here. <laughs> Even though you don't want to hear it, hey amen, I'm going to give it to you, pilot, because you're looking for truth. Yeah. You're looking for something real, yeah. you know. And next time we come, y'all, we're going to deal with this, this whole concept that our world is struggling with right now. When Jesus said, I come to bear witness to the truth, pilot, in the same place that America and the world is in right now, he asks the question, he says, what is truth? Because you could be living in a time when so many voices and everything is just saying, this is right, that is right. And when you're in the middle, you're like, what is the truth? What's real? What should I be doing? What shouldn't I be doing? What is actually, Lord, we don't know up from down. They call it wrong, right, and right, wrong. What is truth? Jesus is going, hallelujah, we're going to get into that, amen, and we see Pilate's soul searching, and we're going to get into that, hallelujah, next time, just just answering, hallelujah, Pilate's million-dollar question about the truth, amen. My time is is gone, amen, let's go ahead and uh, uh, have a word of prayer, amen. Most high God, we thank you so much, God, for just allowing us to be, hallelujah, uh, uh, a fly on the wall, so to speak. Uh, In your discussion with Pilate, it's been enlightening, it's been uh, great to not only see your love for your people, trying to constantly win them and witness to them and talk to their souls, but you also reveal to us the strategies of the enemy to destroy the kings and queens amongst us. And We pray, King, that you would use your word to save and sanctify and bless your people in this place. We pray in the name of Yahshua, God, that whatever the devil meant for bad, even in us as a people, that you would turn it around for your good. We pray all of these things in Yahshua, Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give y'all some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, hallelujah, we're going to do a little altar call. I had a great time with you, amen. But, but as we prepare for the altar call, amen, I I want you to listen to this story, this last story, amen. I'm going to tell two for Mr. Chesterfield, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This last story, amen, It's called a tragedy into a blessing. There was a family, amen, and overseas, it was the Clark family, and they were planning a trip to America in the early 1900s. True story. They saved all their money. And they were happy. They said, man, we're going to go to America, man. And it was the trip of a lifetime. Mama, husband, amen, and and all the kids. A few days before they were about to leave, they were going to jump on this this ship, this liner, and go to America. That was the trip. They would get on the ocean liner. A few days before they were supposed to leave, one of the children, the son, he got bit by a dog. All right. Doctor came through, said that the dog was biting kids in the neighborhood and he wasn't sure if the dog was not infected with rabies, all right? And at the time, amen, they had to quarantine all the children that was bit by this particular dog. Had to quarantine and put something on their on on house and say, listen, people can't go in. But guess what? Hallelujah, the little boy, he can't go out. Well, the trip to America was over. And it happened in such a short span, amen, that they couldn't cancel. And so, listen, all the money they saved up to pay for that trip, baby, money, gone. The husband was in tears. Always wanted to be in America since a child. He was so sad, amen, on the day in question they were supposed to leave, he ran up to the the, the dock. And he watched the boat leave with tears streaming down his eyes. He was so upset, so angry, all the money that was gone. He looked up and he blamed God. He said, God, why would you ever do that to me? He blamed his son. Son, you should know better than to be playing with them little mutt dogs all around the neighborhood. He looked at his wife, even. why you wasn't watching the boy? He was blaming everybody. He was just in a bad place. A few days later, he heard through the newspaper that the ship that they were supposed to be on had capsized. It sunk, and people had died on the ship. All of a sudden, he looked up and remembered all of the people he blamed, and he felt bad. Talked to God, talked to his son, talked to his wife, because he realized that the thing he thought was the worst thing in his life quickly turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to him. It was bad, but God did it to save his life. Listen, as we look at the cross, as we look at the trial of Jesus, as we look at even how we sold out our Messiah, we look at all this and we say, man, this is some bad stuff that went down. This is actually the worst thing in human history to ever happen. But how many people know that our God is able to turn a tragedy into a blessing? Because God used this worst thing. whoo, To save the souls of men. This very worst thing to ever happen. Save my soul. And my prayer is that it would save every soul in this place. Listen, at this time, we're going to ask the ushers to open up the altar. And if you hear and you would say, Pastor, I don't know if I'm really saved. I won't tell you that you can make sure at this altar. Don't allow Jesus to have gone through this kangaroo kangaroo court, this, this tragedy, this suffering. He did it all for you but don't let it be in vain help God turn the worst thing into the best thing if you're not saved or unsure of your salvation amen you're going to be able to come up here in a moment but maybe you're already a believer and somehow you've lost your way at this altar you can come and make peace and reconciliation with your God as well Say to God, the altar is open. Will you come? Will you come in the name of Yeshua Hamashiach? Will you come? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Spirit, when you move Woo. in my heart, Thank you. when you feel the room, you. You feel the room so you're Bless you. here and I know you, you. are moving. I'm hearing. What's I up, know Scott? Jones, you know right, make my heart. When you feel the room, Hallelujah. Leaving, you. I know you are <laughs> I'm leaving, I know you are Pray at this altar and the prayer means nothing if you don't believe it in your heart so let's press in let's forget about who on the side of us if you're comfortable enough go ahead close your eyes we're going to talk to God we're going to talk to Him we're going to talk to our King Yahshua Hamashiach alright Jesus the Christ let's go ahead and pray say Most High God God. Thank Thank you for enduring The suffering, betrayal, and the cross. I admit I've done some wrong, but you already knew. Please forgive me. I believe in Yahshua Jesus. I believe he died on that cross for me. I believe he was buried. And I believe he rose again. Lord, save me and use me for your glory. Awaken the leader inside of me. Fill me up with your spirit. Fill me to the overflow. Help me to leave this place different than when I came in. Give me power. Give me favor. Give me strength and lead me everywhere I go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Come on. Give him some praise. Come on, give him some praise. Thank you, Holy God.